Hi, community. This week, we're coming to you with something slightly different. Instead of a conversation with one of our experts or some members of our greater community sharing their stories, we're going to hear from the three founders of Hysterical, me, Amanda, Carolyn, and Jenny, with our personal stories of how we got here and why we built this. I find these intros always a little bit awkward, but (laughs) they serve a purpose, don't they? Anyway, here we are. Indulge us, please, or, you know, hang up now and um, listen for our expert next week. Either way, we're glad you're here. Hi, community. This is Amanda. I'm one of the three co-founders of Hysterical, as you know, if you've been listening to our podcast. And who are those other two co-founders? They're a mystery. No longer. Today, I'm joined by Carolyn Manning and Jenny O'Meara. And we wanted to share with you why we built this, why Hysterical is a thing, why it's a passion project for each of us, and um, what we believe is possible in this work. Um, These are two of my very best friends. And what I have to share is that... um, it's so fun to be doing this with women that I love. Hi, friends. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> so for hi. a little context, hmm. I've known, I mean, Carolyn, we've known each other for 18 years, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. We used to work together at Lululemon. The first um, memory I have of you was on a train outside of Washington, D.C. You were wearing your hair and like a very tight bun on the very tippy top of your head (laughs) I thought you looked like a ballerina (laughs) it was probably dirty and needed to be held back yeah it was post-yoga or something like that and Jenny we've known each other for oh it feels like a really long time but it's been nine years oh yeah 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 we met in Hong Kong yeah of all places um where we are in the world now since oh yeah in particular bouncing around it's a good point where are you carolyn i'm in new york brooklyn specifically brooklyn specifically yeah i'm in new york brooklyn new york jenny i'm in london and i'm originally irish yeah that's where that sexy voice comes from (laughs) and i'm in seattle but i'm originally from cleveland ohio which is where that non-sexy hard a midwestern voice comes from <laughs> anybody oh, was wondering it's so not sexy I like love for our midwesterners i know i know um midwesterners make great podcasters i have to say um in the pantheon of podcasts i listen to there are many hard a's so um jenny i want you to share first because you are the maven among this group you're the person that's able to see the future before anybody else can Um, Mm -hmm. And the work that you were doing started pointing us in this direction of menopause and perimenopause. So how did you get here? Uh, I got here, well, I work with many women and I have women in uh, from the ages, from the ages of uh, late 20s up until 70s, I would say. And I had a cohort of women who started to come to me with not being able to sleep, belly fat, not being able to lose weight. And as they came to you because you're a personal trainer, because I'm a personal trainer and um, a personal trainer, you know, you, I advise them to take, start a low carb diet, you know, magnesium, you talk to them. um, 
And I realized none of this was working. And I also realized at the age, I, I think at the time I was about 41, 42, and this word menopause, it, I knew it, I knew about it, but I didn't want to speak about it. And because I'm into, I'm interested in longevity and health span, I wondered, was there a way to postpone menopause? Uh, were there any longevity tips and tricks? And then I started to look into the space and um, at the time, I was also doing a master's degree. It was a psychology degree. And I switched my thesis to looking at the conversations women were having online about menopause because I needed to understand it. I needed to understand why I didn't want to speak about it, why my friends weren't speaking about it, why there was a certain shame around it. And from there, I, I did a net, netography, which basically means I went on social media platforms and I swept data and I looked at the conversations women were having between them. And there was this felt sense of desperation from these women. And what I kept seeing was, I can't believe no one told us about this. I feel like I've just fallen off a cliff. I go to my doctor, I'm depressed, I feel suicidal. Uh, I think I need hormones, but I get I, I get antidepressants, and I that's not you specifically. You're just you're just reiterating no, it, what you yeah, were just seeing a, on social media. Many yeah. many conversations, and I just want to caveat there as well. It sounds like the doctors are mean and not listening to the women, but you know, they, sometimes these doctors don't know about menopause. You know, so mm -hmm. it, it's a big thing. Um, and that's when we started to have conversations, you know, I, I, you had just given birth and you were asking, is there something I should be doing for my hormones? And I was like, well, you know, this thing, menopause. And I, I think at the time I didn't even know what perimenopause was. And you were well, like, yeah. what bloods do I need to do? What do I need, need to do, Jenny? And I was like, uh, well, I'm just trying to figure it out. And that's when we started to have a conversation, like, where are role models? Who are the cool women who've come before us? And there were no cool women. And we kind of felt a bit you know? Yeah. Well, who you've yeah. always been for me is somebody that um, tells me what I should be thinking about before I know, you know, and before I think it becomes part of the rest of the culture. You know, a small example is I think you were intermittent fasting like 20 years ago, you know, <laughs> like, um, you're, you know, we were living in Asia and one time Jenny made me buy, you didn't make me, but you encouraged me to buy this, um, facial exercise tool that basically looked like sticking. Um, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It looked like sticking a huge plastic thing of wings with like um, a part in your mouth so that when you flap the wings that that would sit, sit outside your mouth, your, your face would exercise to improve muscle tension and elasticity to have like a natural facelift. Long story short, I never used it. <laughs> I still have it somewhere in our basement. <laughs> So, you know, Jenny tells me to drink more water. I drink more water. You tell me I might need to consider my hormones. I can start to consider my hormones. And it was an acute moment for me in my life because I just had a baby at 41. And, um, you know, what I know now that I didn't know then is that from puberty through menopause, which is, you know, the one moment in time that we realized we haven't had our period for 12 months it's like a major hormonal roller coaster. And I'd been in the tumult of like a hormonal ro roller coaster for a variety of reasons for 30 years. And, um, and it was reaching a, a bit of a fever pitch, you know, postpartum. Um, and, you know, I think I unwittingly probably associated a lot of it with perimenopause that was probably postpartum, but like, who cares about the nomenclature? It's just a hormonal 
minefield. Mm-hmm. And um, I certainly didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know that an endocrinologist was for hormones. You know, like there's just such a dearth of information um, and you and I are infinitely curious. And so we started um, getting curious together and um, understanding what was possible. And this was sort of the same time, Carolyn, you and I were talking about things too. What was happening for you? Yeah, I think my experience like yours, Amanda, and maybe a little bit unlike yours, Jenny, which sounded like a little bit more academic and curiosity. Mine was more physical. Like I I physically started to have what I now understand were symptoms or are symptoms of perimenopause. But at the time, I didn't know what was going on. You know, I I had been going through a lot of big life changes. Um, my mom had passed away. I was changing jobs. We made a really big move across the country. I have two, at the time I had two small kids they are eight and six. I still have two kids. They're just, they're just not as small, 10 and eight. <laughs> I couldn't tell, you know, I, and so what I was feeling was at first, like real fatigue, not just like, oh, I'm tired, but like real exhaustion. And then, and I was irritable, but I couldn't tell like what's going on. I can't tell whether this is depression because of my mom passing away or grief, you know, or the pandemic was happening. So it was like hard for me to make sense of what was going on. But then I had started a new job in a new industry, which like required me to get up to speed really quickly. And it's a complicated industry and I couldn't get my feet under me. And I was like, I'm, I'm having, uh, I'm just fuzzy. Like I, again, I didn't have the words for brain fog. I just felt like I'm not clear. And, you know, it's like a learning curve at every new job, but it was taking me a bit too long. and. Then Amanda, I think we were talking just about work and I was like, God, I'm having a hard time, like getting up to speed and getting my feet under me. And then we started to talk about the symptoms a little bit. And then you looped into the conversation with Jenny. And, you know, I think for me, like I didn't talk about that stuff with my mom. And so I couldn't call her and say, Hey, um, what's going on? When did you go through menopause? I did reach out to her friend, her best friend who told me that she went into menopause in her early forties. And so for me, that was a bit of, that was the alarm bell moment where I was like, I'm having all these symptoms. Babs went into menopause early. Like this could be something I need to look into. And so we started there. So that was a bit of, of my side of the thing. Yeah. And I think what's really relevant and what everyone should know is that we're three women, white women in our forties who we're experiencing something and didn't know anything about it. And part of this exercise of educating ourselves um, was this um, opportunity to, you know, create some content and help mm-hmm. educate other women and other groups of people alongside us. Mm-hmm. And we don't supposed to be perfect. We don't actually know what we're doing, except <laughs> we know all the stuff that we don't know. And we're relentlessly curious about figuring it out and sharing that information. Because we really believe that, um, well, one, we believe that mature women with confidence, curiosity, and agency are needed to change the world. I mean, that's the biggest why. But we also believe that if we have more information and more access to information, we become, we can advocate for ourselves and become experts of our own bodies and feel the way that we want to feel. Uh, and, and wouldn't that be great if we all felt a little better every day? I'm also really passionate about the women coming up behind us. So yeah. I've got a sister who's 10 years younger than me. She's, uh, she must be 33, 34. And, you know, I, I, I work with 
some women who are in their late 20s and they don't really want to speak about menopause or they think it's so far away but you know it's not that far away and I just think we can have a whole catalog of information for these women when they feel ready to talk about it and feel safe to and if they see people like women like us speaking about it we're cool and edgy and all of those things you know they'll feel more comfortable about it you know it won't be such a big deal kind of changing You're definitely cool and edgy. I don't know how cool and edgy I am <laughs> Jenny's definitely the like cool. don't project on me Jenny don't project. <laughs> I do think that there's a piece of like us wanting to create just a resource like just, where yeah. are the answers where is the information and and to Amanda to your point like we don't we're not in it to be right we just want to hear all the different points of view so that people can make informed decisions about their healthcare. And Jenny, you know, you're not wrong. Like providers are not learning about menopause. And so in where you where we're kind of taught to go to our doctors for the answers about our health, it's not really happening. You know, they don't have the answers because they're not trained in the area. And so we're on a bit of a fact-finding mission mm -hmm. to make sure we can get everything that everybody might need to know about this big change that's going to happen to every woman um at their fingertips when mm -hmm. even more than like more than not more than experts but in addition to the experts i'm so fascinated by the, by everyone's stories i mean not mm -hmm. a single one of us is going to have the same experience as another one and so this idea of building community and stoking a whisper culture around menopause is really emboldened by the us talking to each other you know like the fact that carolyn had to ask her what your your auntie about your mom's menopause after your mom had passed is is important that's an important data point because we don't talk about it you know I don't exactly know when my mom went through menopause I absolutely know she had hot flash symptoms but I think if I were to show her the list of 40 40 you know correlating symptoms now she would probably point to a lot more than hot flashes and she didn't know right and um and so there's that, you know, how can we actually, even if, if you only ever listen to this podcast and do, don't do anything else, can you too ask some questions of women in your life and your mom and your aunties and talk to your wife or whomever it is that you know um, might be in this season of their life and get curious because um, we will create into this movement if we, um, if we do it together. Mm-hmm. Cool. So Nothing more to come. About. Yeah. Shame, embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be vulnerable. And let's have fun. That's how he called it hysterical, right? Like mm. he could have called it a hundred different things. Um, one of the early, uh, one of the early names is my wet pussy, which I thought was provocative and interesting because, um, that tends to be the canary in the coal mine, but I got shut down, shut down. <laughs> so here we are <laughs> with a different name that means so many different things. Um, and yeah, continues to be relevant. I think I was even in a conversation with Eric last night where he was like, are you sure you're not, you know, like making everything about perimenopause, mm -hmm. you know, when it doesn't mm -hmm. need to be. And I was like, you're calling me hysterical, you know, in the most hysterical way. Uh, and then I woke up this morning and journaled about how I'm becoming a victim to my sleep. So mm -hmm. we can talk about that more at another time, but here's the thing team, we're learning together, we're growing together and um, we are open to all feedback. So um, hit us up, this is hysterical.com, come be on the show, share your experience and let's be in it together. Yay. yay anything else <laughs> okay now say yay like you mean it ding dong 
Yay! Yay! <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's change Let's the world. It. Let's be the generation that changes menopause forever. <laughs> okay. Love you too. Love you. Bye. Bye.